You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today we've got Christina Sandev on the show. Uh, Christina is an actor working here out of Montreal. Uh, she works on film, television, and video games, and we talked to her about what made her want to grow up to be an actor and uh, a bit of what it's like being an actor and what, what she loves about it. Uh, of course, we went off on some tangents. Uh, we talked about Corey Feldman's very odd appearance on Morning TV this uh, past week, uh, hip-hop dance classes, uh, favorite musicals, and uh, we even talked a little bit about uh, Christina's experience working at the Medical Simulation Center. So there you have it, the very talented, lovely human being, uh, Christina Sandev. I think Shakespeare, you know, Shakespeare was, was the, the writer the, that brought me into the idea of wanting to become an actress in the first place. I fell in love with Shakespeare. I didn't fall in love with the movies. I didn't fall in love with television. I fell in love with, with Shakespeare. Um, and, and, and from that moment on, I wanted to be a classical actress. I wasn't interested in a film career. I wasn't interested in a TV career. I wanted to become a classical actress. I was lucky that very early on, on in my career, I was invited to join the Royal Shakespeare Company. So beware of what you want, because you'll get it. <laughs> How's it going, Richard? It's going all right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm doing okay. So I was thinking about something today. I was thinking about art. And I was thinking about where is that exact line between being brave and being gutsy and kind of not caring what other people say and just going for it no matter what because you have this thing inside of you that you have to express. Mm. And you shouldn't have done that and it's terrible and it's bad art and it's 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 hurtful and it will cause ridicule it's funny i was just talking about this the, the other day with uh friend kuin co-worker kuin what's mm-hmm. up kuin and it was we were talking about the difference between it whether art was meant for to express or to communicate ah okay and we had a pretty long conversation around that is it intended to be for both Possibly, it could be. Uh, that's my that's my instinct to say both. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's a good. I mean, the reason I bring this up is, of course, because of uh, the Corey Feldman thing that happened. Oh Jesus! Uh, on the Today Show, I don't know, uh, Christina. Right. Welcome she, to the I show. I live by the under way. a rock, so I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining. <laughs> Speaking of art, uh, the lovely Christina is with us today. Yes. So you you missed this. Yeah. You missed the Corey Feldman. Yeah. Whew. I don't know how to really describe this so you know who Corey feldman is right no uh do you remember goonies yes uh do you remember uh what's the other movies uh, license to drive no that was Corey haim but that was Corey feldman too i think yeah so Corey stand was, by me he was one of the Corys. 
Yeah, Stand By Me. He's an actor, you're saying. Yeah, he's okay, one of the... He's, for a, sure he's, he's a good child. Yeah, no. He's yeah, a child. Totally. So Corey was basically synonymous with those 80s movies that are essentially been mashed into like Stranger Things, which mm-hmm. is on now. Like, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's all of those movies mm-hmm. mashed together, right? Mm-hmm. Goonies, Stand By Me, License to Drive, mm-hmm. and then the Corys, right? So Corey Feldman, uh, sound check. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pull up the song. Of, of which... The, the, the Corey... The, the Corey song? Okay. Yeah, we could play right. a couple well, minutes. While he's it. doing that. Yeah, like, or a few seconds of it. As much yeah. as we can take. Okay. So Corey uh, Feldman is one of the two Corys. And uh, he's kind of, since then, uh, in a very sort of sad way, never done... Never, hasn't done anything since. Right. Right? And then occasionally he pops up in some really, really terrible triple mm. F rated mm-hmm. film. Right? Like, yeah. doesn't even qualify for... For like Splatterhouse or Matinee or mm-hmm. B movie, it's just like he's just like lost somewhere in in the washed up category. But then he started getting really strange a couple of years ago. So apparently he spent a lot of time with Michael Jackson. Okay, he was one of Michael Jackson's friends, uh, and he would have been his friend when he was a kid. And uh, then there's all these weird things that came out about him having potentially been molested by like Hollywood execs and stuff when he was a child star. Okay. But weirdly, he always defended Michael Jackson and swore up and down like that Michael and him were like close and there was never any funny business there. And he idolizes Michael Jackson, right? Right. So a couple of years ago, he starts to do this weird thing where he um he kind of is like a low rent Hugh Hefner like he bought <laughs> himself a house and then he's always appearing at these low level functions with like a couple of prostitutes like every time maybe 3 or 4 Jesus. clearly escorts mm-hmm. and it it's not helped by the fact that he's still the same height as he was oh, when God. he was 16 yeah. and he still kind of looks like a bizarre kid mm. you know Mm-hmm. Uh, like with, with a lot of plastic surgery with a lot of plastic surgery right yeah that's what it looks like oh I turned it off and um, so he dresses really weirdly this guy yeah you know? he's very yeah. very eccentric very yeah. odd and he periodically like just will dress like Michael Jackson like a lot yeah like very it's very very strange right yeah and he he grabs his crotch and he does the thing with the hat yeah he does like, his moves and yeah. it's it's all very sort of bizarre so he starts doing this Hugh Hefner thing and then suddenly he found f- founds this company called uh, 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 the Angels or something like that mm. his own escort company well <laughs> what he claims this Corey's is the actual angels. Corey's Angels that's exactly. it is it really I think it's Corey's Angels <laughs> I was just joking his personal description of the, the this company quote unquote is that he helps young women realize their dreams which in itself sounds super sketchy, right? Oh my god! And he—it's—it's it's almost like he recruits um, down on their luck kind of strippers and and escorts and mm. prostitutes, and then he throws these parties, which are stuff of legend in terms of how terrible and bizarre they are. <laughs> and Vice uh, routinely sends like someone to his house, undercover or not, and who they'll write. There are these great pieces about like what happens at a quarry. Feldman party, right? But he's always kind of existed in the fringe. So, like, unless you know who he is specifically, no one's really right. aware of him until like this week. I think this happened this yeah. week. It was like somebody some AM show. Was somebody like- booked him on the Today Show, mm-hmm. right? Which is like watched by millions of people. Yeah. It's the morning morning show that everyone watches while they're drinking their coffee. Right. 
and he's there with his new band which are of course all angels and like i'm talking with yeah. wings you can see them in the background oh my there. God, and halos so possibly not not playing their instruments so but very tacky. likely not playing their instruments of right course. and he shows the up garter in belts and the whole bit yeah oh like yeah. something out of a 1993 like uh, lingerie catalog like <laughs> it's super cheesy yeah like, it's super yeah. super cheesy and in the middle is is this little dude dressed like uh he's got like a hood on like he looks yeah. like uh darth yeah he, yeah, he, he yeah. looks like kylo ren <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right in the first half of the show, and I'll just—it's it's like a—it's like—it's a breakaway hood too. Like he just like pulls it off. Yeah, like, I think you should just play it for Christina to get, because otherwise I'm just gonna go on for an hour <laughs> and not capture the true spirit of this video. Yeah, wait for the dancing. Oh, Here comes the dancing. It's an enduring test, isn't it? It's an enduring test. Yes, it is. Okay. Right, it's enough. enough. Like, enough. I, I can't take it. Watching this literally is like... Go for no, it. No, it's, it's very funny how, like, you know, he's trying to convey a positive message, like, go for it and everything, right. but it it rings so, like, wrong, you know? And you're like, eh. Before he goes up, about? He, like, he's, he's even you, like, there's a, there's a message behind the music, and the angels are pulling me out of, like, my darkness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You it's know, go like, for it, by the way, with a four. Oh uh, yeah. my god! Yes. No, the and the four. album name is something like it's got know. a two in it, like it, like literally, it's like 1992. Uh, yeah. le, uh, you know, like I'm surprised it's he Corey did. 2000. Yeah, or it's, I'm surprised it's not like it's Corey like, and the Girls with a Z. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Maybe it's <laughs> Angels with a Z. Yeah, Angels oh, with a Z. It could be Angels to Corey's or whatever. Oh my god! So and how like how non rock and roll is it to be on like. <laughs> the Today Show. The Today at Show. At fucking seven o'clock in the morning before oh, people yeah. had their coffee and like I'm the devil. <laughs> yeah, These are my angels. I can well, just picture a person having their coffee. Well, thank you very much. Now my day's gonna be shitty. Thanks. You know, <laughs> it's such not a morning show <laughs> yeah. type of. Yeah, usually you have the guy with the guitar on or the country dude yeah. or the girl that's that sings. Nice little song. Where, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. acoustic. This version. actually made my day that day. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe my, my brother sent it to me and he's like. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it, but this, this so what hilarious. happened with this thing is it exploded on the internet, right? It went right. I mean, look super at it. viral. Yeah. Because people are dying, right? They're dying of laughter and everybody That's that... That's so mean though, but yeah. But he's asking for it. Uh, he is and he... Because you don't get the impression that he's 100% like, you know, with yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, no. That's, that's why I find it's a little mean because... You know, first yeah. of all, it was a joke booking because when he's like talking to the host at the beginning about how much this this band means to him and how much this music has, because uh, he's like a, a devil and then the angels have, have saved him and all this other stuff, it, you get the impression that the hosts are like just kind of cutting themselves behind their backs, you know, not to, to, it's crack, like, to crack up. It's as face. if he's a 13-year-old boy who, who wrote this, you right. know? Like. It, totally. But he's like 45. Yeah. You know, he's 45 years old. He maybe has had some plastic surgery. 
His, his face doesn't look right. Yeah. And then, of course, so every he gets ridiculed, but like every outlet out there, everybody, Twitter explodes, everything explodes. And then he posts a video of himself crying because mm-hmm. he's so upset. But then he tries to kind of turn around and go like, well, you know, all these haters, like, but my video still went viral and my song is 38 on some chart that no one can find, by the way. <laughs> he claims that he's on the billboard. Billboard. He's on the billboard chart, but no one can actually find this entry anywhere. Ah. Snoop Dogg raps a verse on the official track. Apparently, Snoop wow. Dogg will do anything for mm-hmm. life. Yes. Now, like you, I agree. It's very easy to just sit there, point at this guy and say, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. This you should have like this is great, but this should have just stayed in. You should be doing like little bars, where the damage can be contained. Are you crazy? They're gonna kill him in a bar. No, <laughs> you <laughs> well, should be just doing this behind closed doors. Yeah, no, but bars. What you, you know, do in your bedroom five. is up to you. You know, bars with those like those those grates. You know, those fences. Like, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> like I'm sure someone's into this. Like he could maybe do this at a gathering of the juggalos or something. Oh, like, <laughs> but another part of me is is like well at the same time he seems like he's really into it so should we be sort of protective of him and say stop bullying him and um actually it, it's he deserves funny you praise. should say this because i just watched um what was it uh florence uh jenkins foster with uh meryl streep okay. and it's based on a true person and i've actually as I was watching the movie, I realized that I've listened to the recording of this real person who existed. She was possibly the worst singer, but she got to sing at Carnegie Hall. Okay. It's very interesting because her husband does everything to conceal, because she's a big music lover. She even donates a lot. And that's... Well, what maybe, era is this? I was going to say place? it's in the 20s, I think. Okay. So it's 1920s. 30s, 30s, 20s, 30s, yes. It's early on. This woman is like... And she loves, and she knows all the biggest musicians, all the biggest producers, everyone. She she just is really a horrible singer. she sucks. She's just really horrible. And her husband goes to extreme lengths to, to, you know, so people don't mock her. But is he trying to be supportive or he yes, okay. he is. But it's it's like it's, it's because she's also sick and she, he doesn't want to make it worse on her. You know, oh, I see. it's very sweet. It's very sweet. But um, she's just horrible, and she ends up booking Carnegie Hall, and she ends up feeling it with soldiers. She gave away a thousand of her tickets for free for or or boys. They're fighting for a yeah. country. You know. Uh-huh. And of course, they go in. And I don't know. Are you guys going to go watch the movie? No, no. You can spoil Should it. Should I spoil it? Yeah, yeah okay. Go for it. Spoiler alert. They go in and uh, they. she goes on. Like, she's ready for it. You know, she goes on stage and they start mocking her. Like before, when it was smaller... Um, uh, performance halls the husband was able to pay off people to be like just tell her it's good he would kick out uh, any um, troublemakers yeah. troublemakers um, people Anyone who review who it from newspapers he's like I, you're not working under my conditions which is like I pay you you write a good review oh, okay. um, so he was like just literally he, shielding her from all yes, the ridicule yes okay. exactly and in the <laughs> end like it's recorded this happened everyone started I mean it's really nice how, I don't know if that's how it happened in real life but in the movie one of the girls who really mocked her at first because she, she was the wife of somebody and she just started laughing the first time she saw her, but like hysterically laughing, like to the point where she looked insane. Okay. After seeing how people were booing her and laughing at her, she felt bad. Like she had also known her for a while at, at that point. So she defended her in front of everyone. She's like, this woman is singing from her heart, okay? Just appreciate 
appreciate it. You're here. It's a moment we have together. Just appreciate it, you know? And I'm like, that's really sweet. It's really sweet. And, you know, she but really it believed sucks. it sucks for her, but she died happy afterwards, you know? Right. But that's the thing. That That's why I find such a hard kind of thing to... Because if we started doing that across the board, right? Oh, then I, not there would be no honesty. No, but I'm saying like if every every sort of well-meaning but terrible artist was encouraged yeah. just because they had the, the passion to and they believed in themselves and people didn't tell them like, I'm sorry, dude, but this is this is not good enough or this is just not good. Uh, yeah, or this like, is you need not to work to on it some more. You need to work on it some more or you're just never going to be, I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Which one is more? Which one is more humane? Right. To to lead someone on because they're really like to pity someone and to encourage them because art is beautiful and you should express what's in your heart, which I agree with. I agree with too. Doesn't mean you have to expose it to everyone, though. But I don't actually. I realize today I don't actually know where that line is between uh, you know because you could have said, well, love would have been. Also, the husband telling her off the out of the gate, like letting her actually go down in flames. No, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, listen, this is something we need to work on. She had the money for the best. She had one of the best maestros, like training her and all that. She had all that, but everyone's like, mm, okay, okay. And did her and type of singing become like a thing? Like, it, or she's, no, she's no, forgotten. she was just she she wanted to be a, an opera singer. So imagine someone who sings opera horribly. Okay. That's what like it was. Like off key and the whole bit? She actually okay. did that. Like, this is in the actual recording. <laughs> this is some Yoko Ono shit right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds but like you know, Fifth Element. Uh, yeah, totally. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't place it. Good, good call. But um, I, I put myself in that position, being an artist myself. I would hate it if people didn't tell me because they, oh, yeah. I would suck. I don't want to suck. I want to be the best I can be. What a horrible my craft, feeling. You know? And even like, that's, I got I to gotta thank my parents for that. Uh, they never gave it to me easy. Like they were never harsh on me or anything. But if I did something, like I remember when I was a kid, I took hip hop dance classes. Little skinny nine-year-old Christina, white kid, hip hop dance classes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Thank God I did that because I really needed it. And I remember my that's parents. That's who goes to hip hop classes, but incidentally. No, right? what? That's who goes, little nine-year-old yeah. girls. Right? You know what? I'm really happy I did that because I would have been like stiff as fuck otherwise, okay. you know? And, and I remember go, my parents coming to watch my shows and they're like, yeah, that's great. You memorized the choreography and everything. That was really good. But honey, you need to loosen up a little. Like you, you, you're a little stiff. You, you need to, you know, shake those hips, do something. That's you adorable. Know? That's, yeah, it was. It's, so I know that they will always tell me if, something was false in my acting or whatever if it's not are they artists have they done any art themselves uh, You're Bulgarian, yes my correct? yes yes yeah. my my dad is a potter by profession and my mom is just an art lover and so. to be for those who don't know a potter actually makes pots and not yes pottery <laughs> not a pothead or a pot well funny enough because my brother is in that in the pot field <laughs> yes, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to your brother yeah in due time. <laughs> He's an but, interesting story. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so your parents... But uh, yeah. Your, your, so your dad's an artist. Yeah, yeah, my dad's an artist. A perfectionist too, because the oh, pottery yeah. is a perfectionist's uh, pursuit. The, the what? Pottery yeah. is definitely not like a touchy-feely kind of... It's people who are precise, or at least are yeah. looking to get to a result. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So, so whenever they did give me a compliment, it meant so much more because I knew it was honest. 
you know yeah, and if it, if there was something to work then to work on then okay let's do it did it Nothing scorch you at the beginning like did it did it hurt a little bit at first well they were always very kind about it they were never yeah like oh sorry honey but you know you really need to like loosen up a little bit you're a yeah stiff. like it was good my, my mom's like christy it was good you just just loosen up a little have fun with it it's adorable <laughs> yeah, you know it's really great yeah yeah really cute so no i don't know richard do you have a do you have an idea where where is that line what's what's the what is best in life richard <laughs> <laughs> to to tell a really enthusiastic terrible artist that it's okay and to just keep encouraging them or is it more loving to, to sort of give them the truth and potentially crush their hopes um that's it's tough i mean i, I think it would be a case by case basis yeah i agree right? because i think it depends on the person even if you give somebody a feed, feedback i feel like you, you owe that person that same honesty that christina's parents were, mm-hmm. were giving you know like that you're you're being constructive with your criticism mm-hmm. but even if you think that something absolutely sucks you know you're not i mean it's subjective right like you to a it, point. Might, it might suck to you but maybe there's point. other people who point, really love yeah. Corey feldman that's that's i mean there could be people jamming point. to this song right now <laughs> it's not impossible but it's highly unlikely uh, at the right. same time i would have said that about donald trump mm-hmm. and then look what you happened. know years ago that he's in a very acquired taste right um, but look where we are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how much faith in humanity has been lost since then. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, I don't know. I, I certainly don't think that I would be the person to to be judge, jury, and executioner for art. Right? Okay. But look, look, you have brother that's a tremendously talented guy. Right. But what if he had not been? What if he, the music he had yeah. made would have stunk to high heaven? It would have been the absolute opposite of what it actually is. And the more of it he made, the worse it was. To me or to everyone? Like if everyone's you, snickering behind his back or... You know for a fact that if, if he goes out there, it's breakfast time. You know what no, I mean? Dear. Like yeah. it's, it's the way... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the exact reference. You, <laughs> if you know it's bre- breakfast time is a band we saw in a bar once. And mm. it's kind of become our, our, our measuring stick for how bad... Mm. a band is mm-hmm. breakfast time is basically the worst mm-hmm. um, it's breakfast time it's breakfast time it's breakfast time again it's breakfast time that was a song they actually oh, yeah. saw over and over again if you're listening breakfast time we uh we we also love you <laughs> i mean like we hate what we hate what you do but we, if you play we will go see it because it's part of our um history now so it's been like 10 years and we're still talking about it he's they're probably still around probably. uh yeah. at the same so bar. yeah i would i would be honest with him if, if if i didn't like it i would just say i don't like it you would say i don't like it I don't or like, you would say like brother of mine blood of my blood <laughs> i'm i want Maybe you, you to keep making else. music forever and i love you and i you know it's beautiful what you're doing don't go out there this is not good hmm. would you be able to say those words yeah i think i'd be able to well not exactly those words but i'd be able to communicate that sort of but sentiment. to just say it's not good is, is kind of mean if you not mean but yeah it's honest and it, that's a good thing but maybe to encourage the person but listen this is not over there is a way to fix this mm-hmm. you just have to pay more attention to you know train more or practice more or whatever you know mm-hmm. maybe what hire a coach help? or what if it's been 10 years and he's just terrible have you tried pottery <laughs> 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 hey, that, that's what, hey look at this what's yeah. this 
be like solutions oriented get him hooked to video games or something yeah, <laughs> something exactly. that'll yeah. burn up his time i want to think that like i want to embrace that idea of like you know not putting chains on or or forcing prerequisites on art because it's supposed to be expression it's supposed to be communication whatever but i feel it's irresponsible to let a loved one walk into that if you know that they're going to get brutalized i just i don't know i feel like your loved ones you know the people in your closest circle expect a certain degree of honesty in the same way that you Mm -hmm. tell them like you got something in your teeth there you know don't don't let me let me fix that for you before you go out you know Mm. Like they're gonna tell you, you know. Like if you you got bo going on, you got you know all these things that people yeah, bo people aren't is your different. Bo, the, the you're not like purposefully stinking. You're just either oblivious or you're just not putting in the effort, right? Right. Either way, so, there's a solution. Yes, there is. <laughs> but for some people, apparently, it's beyond them. The point is, mm. most people won't tell you the uncomfortable stuff, right? Like I feel like you're in a circle. Yes. Yeah. They should be doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I've if known, not, then how close are they? I've mm. known somebody for over over a decade, and I there's one of those things, and I can't bring myself. I've been really close to telling them, like, is it me? No, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know you for close to a decade, so it's definitely not me. <laughs> how, how selfish of you guys! You immediately <laughs> everyone smelling their pits. No, but um, <clears throat> I think it's a horrible feeling, though, not to 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 find out. Mm, of course, that's of what course. I think is horrible. That's like, that's like finding out, not like it's one thing to find out your girlfriend's been cheating on you, you know, and then it's another to find out that your wife's been cheating on your husband's been cheating on you with your best friend, mm. Mm. and then it's another thing to find out that everybody's cheating on you. Right. Mm. <laughs> Everybody is lying to your face, not just omitting, but going out of their way to be like, Richard, uh, that song, it's, <laughs> it's a banger. How have you not made it to the top? of the music world it's just mm. you go little man you do it <laughs> yeah you go champ when in fact um they should be uh, minimum just being quiet about it you know yeah it's a tough well, one on the subject man that's something i've been meaning to talk to you about oh I'm shit just <laughs> can you tell this is all of all of my anxiety about <laughs> having uh having finally decided to go up and do stand-up oh, oh yeah, it's true it's i just true. saw it you sent an invite for monday yeah all yeah right. yeah I'm, I'm gonna stop Very talking cool. about it um, by the time this goes out, Monday will have come and gone. Well, by the time this comes out, actually, yeah, that's true. It would have yeah. been pa- it would have been past the. It will be like a week ago. Yeah. From when this when this drops. Yeah, so that's actually like that's fine because yeah. um, I, I although I overdid it with the invites, I didn't want to invite that many people. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I I didn't want really want it to be a big deal. I'm more committed to doing it than to doing well or badly or whatever. I'm just, I just want to do it. Awesome. I had no idea that you, you did stand-up comedy. That's I don't. He's <laughs> been the first time. He's been bugging me for oh, yeah, years. Love, so yeah. if you had bothered to read the invite. No. I did, actually. I didn't. <laughs> I just remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the podcast so, was a half measure to get him get him comfortable in front of a microphone uh, this whole thing has yeah. been a <laughs> set up <laughs> execute yeah. and 60 yeah. and 60 there is six. actually no podcast uh, this has all just been a bruise <laughs> <laughs> these microphones are made of styrofoam we've been doing <laughs> this for a year <laughs> no it's true. a yeah. year of my life <laughs> but uh you know a little bit about performance anxiety i mean you're mm-hmm. you're an actress mm-hmm. actor do you have a preference actor actor please do you no. prefer actor <laughs> Um, Is actress, it weird? actor, 
No, it doesn't matter. Whichever. I don't know what to say anymore because uh, I've said uh, actress by talking about the movie, and a male actor be like, actually, it's actor now for across the board, and I'm like, oh. I, I don't know. I don't get affected, uh, no offended if you call me. I don't know why it's not okay to say actress. I don't know. It's not gender specific. Actress is gender specific. Being a woman is gender specific too. I don't understand what the right, but like you bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so you act like the name doesn't specify that you're of the female variety. Actor is just kind of like non non gendered. I I don't know the pros and cons to this subject to be honest. <laughs> and therefore, we shall not go any further because that's exactly how you should remain. That's exactly how you should remain. You're in a healthy place. The re- we have gone over to the the dark side, reading upon all this crap, all this social justice uh, nonsense. So, um, acting. Yeah. So how how much later did that happen? After the hip, it was the hip hop dancing. Uh, actually, it was before that. Have you always wanted to be an actor? Uh, yeah, I think it was around the age of six. I realized I well, I was like I was the little girl with the little tutu, and like, oh, mommy, I want to be a figure skater. I want to be a ballerina. I want to. It was always something performance, performance oriented. Oriented. Yeah. At some point, I wanted to be a photographer for National Geographic. Um, then yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be everything. Marine biologist. And then at some point, what? Marine biologist. Yes, everything. That was very popular for a while. Yeah, (laughs) everyone wanted to be a marine biologist. No one knew what it was, but they wanted to. I want. Yeah, they're riding dolphins. (laughs) Right. They thought that's what it was. Exactly. (laughs) You're just communicating. (laughs) So. Oh, oh. <laughs> you could have done it. You could yeah, have you see, far. I already uh, speak a little bit of the language. Um, <laughs> and then I realized, I think it was maybe around six, seven. Oh, actually, there's two events that happened. Wait, what happened first? I did. I wanted all of these things. Then I went, we went, a friend of uh, the family, a friend of my parents, uh, he played the um, oboe, oboe? The oboe. The, oboe yeah, yeah, the oboe. Um, and was it with the... Uh, Orchestre Fanny de Montréal. I, I don't remember. But anyway, so we were invited at a concert. And it was something, The it was the Babar, Babar, remember? Oh, yeah, Babar. Babar, that was like the, my the favorite cartoon yeah. at the time, right? Babar, the elephant, yeah. Yeah, the, the elephant. The king. I even, I even had a little plush Babar. Like, ah, Babar was, is a shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were invited. And then we there was a lot of space, so we got to go to the front. My, my mom and my dad stayed in the back, but my brother and I went to the front. And... Uh, Little do I know. I mean, I look to my left, and comes out a big Babar mascot. I'm like, oh my god, because it was a concert related to the I don't know something with Babar, okay? And I don't know why this is so strange. And now that I realize that as an adult, I'm like, why was there a man in a Babar mascot? I I don't remember the rest. I just remember that. So he was like, listen, I'm gonna have to go on stage because the music that's coming up is like the celebration of Babar's wedding or something. Says who? Says your the the Babar the Babar guy? Yes. So you're standing there and he's because like, we're in the front, he's waiting for his cue. Oh, I like, mean, I don't know why. Like, this is so strange. He shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> having done theater now, I'm like, he should have been backstage. What are you? You know, like sitting in front with your huge costume, being a dick to everyone in the back because you know they can see your head. Anyway, and he just goes to the little girl and goes like, ah, oh, damn. They're you know, and he's like, listen, kid, do you want to come? <laughs> Up with me? No, but that's it. It's like oh, he invited you up. Yeah, do you want to go on stage with me because there's gonna be the celebration, right? So I need this invite. I need guests, right? I'm like, oh my god! I was like, oh, Mike, I'm so like ah, you know. 
and then we go up and then here i am on stage and i'm like this is awesome okay i must have been like six or seven as years old as opposed to any other kid that would have immediately either frozen or been terrified i, I was dancing around you can get me off the stage okay. and then at the end Everyone was like, oh, you were the little girl who was on stage. That was so cute. That was so well done. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm sold. <laughs> this is it. And so I wanted to be all these other professions. I couldn't make up my mind what to be. And then I realized, okay, I really like the stage. And also being an actor will allow me to be so many other things because you get to sample a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Right. It was a done deal. By the age of eight, I already knew. That's amazing. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Is this pre-hip-hop or post-hip-hop? Uh, around. <laughs> yeah, pre. This is pre-hip-hop. <laughs> Because I think I started at nine, my classes, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I see what so you're, everything I, led to. You were like, okay, well, if I'm going to be on stage, I need I need some things in my arsenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, clearly. Such as <laughs> hip-hop moves. And, uh, okay, so <laughs> when did the path... So that's where the, the spark was. Yeah. Did you start pursuing that right away? When, when? Um, No, not right away. Um, when I went to high school, I, I went to... I went to high school that was concentrating on um, English because I went to sixth grade where I was in um, immersion to immersion, learn English yeah. because I, I that's my third language. I, I never spoke, barely spoke English. So I went there. And then the logical continuation was to go to that high school because they had like a... a like a drama thing? Or? No, not drama, for <laughs> English. I went for <laughs> English. Um, they had like a, a foyer avancé, you know? So advanced. So like advanced... Uh, so kids who spoke English better, you know. Okay. So that's why I went to that high school. I could have gone to Face. I could have gone to one of my best friends. She went to Ecole Secondaire uh, Saint-Luc. Côte Saint-Luc? Yeah. Saint-Luc, no, Saint-Luc. I went to Saint-Luc. You went to Saint-Luc, yeah. For a year. So <laughs> uh, it didn't have a great reputation at the time, but it picked up. Um, and so what was cool there is that they did musicals all the time. Wait, so did she- it not have a good reputation for one year? <laughs> <laughs> no. What I, while I was no. there, is that what you were trying to I say? Said, no, at the time when I was looking <laughs> to go to high school. Okay. Right. So That's she true. went after, and while she was there, like I guess the government put more money into that school, or I don't know, it was it was better. Something happened. And Yeah, and they did musicals every year. And that would have been really interesting for me, not that I'm much of a musical person, but performance, right? You get to perform. Whereas in my high school, you only got to take uh, drama classes in um, secondaire 5 no 4 so in ninth grade and I was the se- yeah secondaire 4 is grade 9 right that ten. grade 10. ten no that's 5 5 no, is 11 I think it's, yeah it's 11 yeah, yeah. you have 6 6 elementary 6 plus 4 and then 5 10 okay yes yeah, so, so in grade 10 grade 10 yes we got to take drama classes we didn't even get to perform in front of everyone so the second I, I entered that high school, I was like, God damn it, could it pass faster? Like, I really cannot wait for drama classes. And then, au secondaire 5, 11th grade, we got to perform in front of, you know, our parents, family. Well. We had two performances. Woo! <laughs> you moment. know? What did the, you guys do? Uh, c'était un fil à la patte de, mon dieu, Georges Fedot. Okay. It's an old French play. And I love Fedot. It's, it's very, um, it's very... It's comedy. It's a laugh riot. Yeah. Hee hee ha ha. Hee hee ha Very cute. Very witty. I love uh-huh. that. And yeah. of course, my first role was that of a flirty, big old man. A flirty, a flirtatious, big yeah. man. 
that. So like you had like I had a big belly, I had a mustache, <laughs> suspenders, and I was constantly flirting with women. That was my role. That's hilarious. And I, I was really happy that I got that role actually because it was a real challenge and my teacher was amazing. Um, and when I went on stage, the biggest compliment was that my father didn't recognize me for the first 10 minutes. That's amazing. When my mom told me that, I was like, yes, that's awesome. You, you basically pulled uh, what fathers generally pull on their kids with the Santa bullshit, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, you're like, I knew it was you. Like mm-hmm. that whole bit, you just do that in reverse. Yeah. yeah. I had a only one experience with high school theater, literally one part. Yeah. And it was like a walk-on, walk-off part. And it was in, we did like nativity, something Jesus related. I was like the crucifixion or something. Which uh, is pretty hardcore. Mm, yeah. But it was like the light kids version, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a centurion. And I just got to walk <laughs> on stage and point at Jesus and be like, take him away. That's all they gave you? They <laughs> that was given you Well, this is like camera. very, very young, right? Oh, okay. But I completely erased it from my memory. And I realized like the one, my one thing on stage was uh, uh, ordering guards to seize Jesus and, <laughs> and to drag him <laughs> off stage. <laughs> and there's a, there's a real uh, comedy to it, but... Uh, then there were opportunities at St. Luke. They, I think mm. they did uh, Jesus, not Jesus, uh, Joseph and his Technicolor coat. Okay, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means. I'm not doing a musical. And I think that's where my uh, like um, hatred of musicals started. I have a... I have a, I have a like an un- irrational hatred of musicals <laughs> like no reason for it it's it's trauma from the past maybe <laughs> i don't except for jesus christ superstar and that's a great musical and again i hate it when they, they they do it like new versions of it the original one that's on, on film mm-hmm. that's with amazing like david coverdale and uh ian gillen was it yeah the from Not uh, coverdale uh, Deep Purple Dude, yeah, isn't in, it? In, yeah, in, and like just this in, yeah. host of... He's an amazing singer. In, but too, everybody it's... in that movie was like a rock and roll level singer yeah. with a raspy yeah, kind amazing. of classic rock voice. Yeah. And when they hit those notes and the songs are great and it doesn't bother me at all, but any other musical, like, I'm out the door. I just, I, I, I don't yeah, know why. I, I have a bit of a hard time with certain musicals too. I, I can always appreciate the talent and all that, but I don't, I, it's not my go-to. Right. I much prefer theater. Mm-hmm. Theater is my love. Okay. So it started at this point. Mm-hmm. Was it the, the, the only one that I enjoyed was uh, the South Park one? The South Park guy? Oh, yeah, made? of course. The yeah. Book of Mormon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to watch it. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, no, it's, South Park. I want to go watch it in musical. New York. It's kind of like a non-musical musical. Or The Simpsons when they did the Dr. Zayas. The, the oh, yeah, that was great. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Dr. Zayas. <laughs> it's, when they, the parodies, I can completely get Yeah, them, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Right. I think that's my whole problem is when it's done seriously, I can't, I can't take it seriously. Mm. And also in cinema, there's this absolutely mind-boggling like uh, thing that these high-level actors keep wanting to do musicals okay. right i love meryl streep she's amazing what the fuck was mamma mia right what the fuck was that what the hell was that what was fucking uh that 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 version i mean that, she still did a good job but i just did it not was like the it musical. was horrible right written by abba come on it's guys. terrible like, it of course made a shit ton of money oh yeah it's 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 popular you had that yeah. you had that putrid uh, um version of les miserables with fucking russell crowe <laughs> and and hugh jackman <laughs> uh 
who I mean, I know Hugh Jackman can sing because mm. he, between being a, a hardcore Wolverine guy, mm. the rest of his career is gay, 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 <laughs> like sh- like the business, like showbiz. Like every time you see <laughs> in between the Wolverine movies, he's shirtless on some stage on Broadway somewhere, covered in glitter, and he's like la, la 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 la. You know, he's like a very uh, like that's a nice wide uh, range though Good yeah. for him he probably needs to go do Wolverine just to set the reset the ballots <laughs> yeah, exactly because <laughs> he is straight he has a family and his kids mm-hmm. so just to be able to like become a ma- male again mm. in, in a heterosexual way he just mm-hmm. needs to balance it out but apart from that exception every time a big name actor does a musical it's insufferable right uh, and Hathaway was insufferable uh, mm. fucking Johnny Depp in the uh, Sweeney Todd mm. Like, that was terrible. I didn't watch it. It's never good. Hmm. I I don't even care. Even if the actor happens to have a great voice. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times they they do. It's just... You spent 15 years looking at Russell Crowe brooding. You know, he's always brooding. He's a brooding kind of actor. And he's kind of this no-nonsense, guttural kind of dude. Or he's a intellectual, and it's like a, a true story about a guy who whistle blew on, a, on the tobacco. You're watching all these serious films, and all of a sudden he's Javert, and he's like, la, 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 la. like it's fucking not. It's not you know what? Though for the actors, it's fun. I'm sure it is. It's fun to be in a musical, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's but more fun to be in one than to watch one a lot of the time. Yeah, that's what exactly. It's a total indul- indulgence. Mm-hmm. Like the actors, like fuck it, I'm gonna be, you know. I'm gonna be Javier. Dude, I I want to do a musical. Right. I'll admit it. I recently watched. I, w- I was cast. I had a small role in the Yiddish production of uh, The Producers, which uh-huh. passed a couple few months ago. Okay. Uh, no, in July it was in July, and uh, it was the first musical that I was booked in. I wasn't able to do it finally because too many uh, rehearsals and it's yeah. also volunteer so work and. That. You know, it was a really fun opportunity because I would get to sing and dance and everything, and have ne- I've never done this before. So I didn't get to be in it, but I got to watch it, and that's another one that's good. The, yeah, producers, the producers was really I've heard fun. Good things. Yeah, isn't that a World they did War a really II good one? job too? Is that the World War Two one? Yeah. Mm, okay, so they are two producers, and they need to make money, and they're trying to find a good play, good play, but then finally decide, no, we're going to find the worst possible play. No, what was it, a bet? I don't remember. Anyway, the worst possible play, and we'll make it no, make it's money. A, it's a, yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, they, it's they a scam, exactly. They figure out a exactly. way to make more money with a bad play than with That's a good That's it, one. exactly. Oh, so it's and the money so, ball. And there's the World War II, too, yeah, more movie. than one movie. Yeah. And, um, it's money ball, but with musicals. So. Then... The, the the play that they do find is written by uh, a Nazi, Whoops. and they're obviously Jewish, you know, and then like in the setting, New York producers. Yeah, and, in the heart um, of the Jewish kind of exactly. entertainment business. And uh, Nazi dude and his play is, uh, what was it, Springtime, springtime for, for Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, yeah, Springtime okay. for Hitler. It rings a bell now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that song is amazing. We actually got to practice. I went to a, one rehearsal. The the I lead like one. theme song of Springtime for Hitler or huh? You're talking about the theme song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Does it actually go like Springtime for Hitler? Like yeah. does it actually go? Like- yeah. There's a uh, several uh, <laughs> Springtime for Hitler. Oh wow. No, I don't know. Forget the lyrics. But anyway. Okay. It's really like. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, Dick Tracy. It's so funny though. It's right. such a good play, <laughs> and they like did an amazing performance. Joke. They did a really good job. Honestly, you think it's community uh, theater? 
They some really people, did a good uh, job. Oh, some yeah. people like you know worked a little hearts out in those uh, in those mm. things. Hey. Somehow comedy comedy musicals, if they're well done, like mm-hmm. it's it's different. Yeah, you know, and I think we'd mentioned it on a previous podcast, but like there's something about a a musical that I find it really difficult to sus- suspend my disbelief. Like I'm very aware that I'm watching a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I can't get lost in the story because it just doesn't reflect reality you know no. like people don't break out into song and start dancing around in reality so as soon as that that like and then like <laughs> everyone starts dancing and like what did you say and then yeah. like and then they go into the song it's like okay well and when it's I'm not well go to the done, bathroom and i'll be back you know? yeah. there's probably Maybe. a handful of them that are expertly done but the others yeah the transition is so jarring right will it be, will it be like you're in the scene or like no samantha you just you can't go anywhere you have to stay here. Why is that? Because. Oh my God. No. No. And then, no. La, 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 la. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, well, you have to stay. You have to stay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in real life, it would be the creepiest thing there, in the world, right? There is one serious comedy serious uh, musical, which I think is one of the best musicals ever, Fiddler on the Roof. Okay, yeah. I love that musical. Every time I watch it, I cry, even though I know exactly how the story goes. Really? Yeah. It's just, well, the the movie version of it. Right. That must be amazing live, too. But uh, the when movie... When I was a rich Yeah, no, it's... It's kind of like a Russian-Jewish thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's because also it's based on truth, right? It's based on what happened. So you know that these people lived horrible things, and you see them... And then you see how sometimes they're trying to, you know, there's there's got to be some comedy in their lives. There's got to be something You'll because laugh, otherwise, otherwise they'll just shoot their brains out, right? So you got to live it with them. But the songs are really well written. The stories are amazingly well written. So that's one of the, ex- uh, for, to me anyway. Um, I'm not a big connoisseur of musicals, but that I think is a really good musical. Yeah. I just, the only way, reason I know about Fiddler on the Roof is from a Dana Carvey film. Um, mm. Opportunity Knocks. I don't know if you ever saw that film. <laughs> yeah, I think this film changed my life. It's uh, yeah. yeah, and he he's a con man, and to make a long story short, he impersonates someone, and then uh, he's sort of like sitting in the house, and he passes himself off as a f- the friend of the guy, like he's a house sitter for someone, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like he's supposed to be Jonathan Albertson. That's supposed to be his name, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there, and he's they, he gets a call, and they're like, Jonathan, hey, he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know what? We got to get you for lunch. Why don't you come to Temple and then we'll go to lunch? And he's like, yeah, sure. Hangs up the phone and he's like, Temple Alberts. Holy Christ, I'm Jewish. Yeah. So <laughs> it cuts immediately to him just watching Fiddler on the Roof and like trying and to. And that's his study? Like, yeah, that's oh his whole God. thing. He's just trying to learn to be Jewish overnight. He's trying on different <laughs> oh, like hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he shit, quickly, that. I got to gotta brush up on this because otherwise they'll know I'm. I'm, I'm not the guy. Oy vey. <laughs> Oy vey, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's you stuff. know how I know the first time I heard of Fiddly on the Roof? You know how? Because my brother was in it. Really? Yeah. At, uh, oh my God, Ecole Secondaire Autrement. Jesus. It's like yeah. uh, you're, you're both performers. In yeah. A way. Oh, I, I just, he's, just, he's been in two features in Bulgaria before we left. Okay. He even has an IMDb page. <laughs> like, like in he had films. No idea. Yeah, no, he was. Really? Uh, um, one of the uh, really good films. Um, he had a lead, one of like not the lead, but large principal. Supporting role. Yeah, large uh, principal and um, uh, Indian Games. It was called. 
Okay. Indianski igri. And uh, actually, the lead of that movie is the guy, and I hope I'm saying it right, is the same actor as, he actually a Bulgarian dude from Bulgaria, Bulgaria, who made it to Hollywood. It was like, okay. wow. He was in um, Passion of the Christ. He was Ponce Pilate. Okay. Yeah. Pontius Pilate. Yeah. He was the actor. I, I don't remember the name. Like, I don't remember name. either. But I was like, whoa, I was impressed. One of my brothers acted with him before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? His, so her brother is... this. Christina and I have a very strange yeah. history. Um, I, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. This is so weird. Really? Really weird. So years before I meet Christina, I live in this neighborhood, right? And in that neighborhood, I go to school, etc. And I, and I meet... This guy, Mike, and I don't even remember how we met, but we just started to hang out together. And Mike was like, he's like full on going through his rebellious phase. And he oh, yeah. started, yeah, he was literally like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to do this and that. And I'm going <laughs> to run away from home. And like just full on just freaking like going through his rebellion stage. And I was all like the, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> it's not probably not a good idea. And then he ended up taking a job. Um, d- down the street at this restaurant where I would this fast food place so I would see him all the time and then we kind of split under weird circumstances I forget and then he just disappeared he just disappeared off the map and then I heard I think I saw him on the street once and he had like hair down to his waist which yeah. I'd known him as, with a crew cut like yeah he it, pretty much just didn't cut it since then right he just like <laughs> sweater like he was always a big guy like he was always physically like imposing but he was like a very straight-laced kid and then yeah i summed the hair down to his like ass and he's like yeah dude i'm out in vancouver now and when he, he'd come back from vancouver I, maybe he had come back or just gone uh, i don't re- okay. recall but i remember even back in the short hair rebellious days i remember him starting to fuck around with a bass oh yeah Cause he's amazing. Corn, like yeah. he, but he he didn't play any. He didn't play at all yet. He yeah. was just like, I'm gonna play the bass. Yeah. I'm like, okay. He's like, he he's he self-taught actually. When yeah, and he just he just that, went yeah. to town on it. He was yeah. he seems like the kind of guy. You know, my dad used to play bass. Too. Okay. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. Yeah. But then, he, I lose track of him again. Years go by, and then I meet Christina through uh, Sean Bechu yeah. and through a bunch of other people and. I hear her last name and it it sort of like sets off something like, in the back, hmm, but it doesn't click. <laughs> and then she tells me, you know, she's Bulgarian. Ah, it doesn't click. Yada, yada, yada. Time Was it at the premiere of uh, Punisher? At the actual premiere. Yeah. There's all these people that come to support all the different people that were involved with the project. And then I'm talking to two guys. I'm like, hey, uh, thanks for coming, guys. Like, I don't know you guys. And, you know, yeah, obviously everyone brought their friends, families and stuff. Yeah. Right? I met, uh, was it... Uh, uh, Suvu? Uh? Suvu. Suvu, yeah. Oh. Suvu bar, yeah. And I'm just like going on and doing my whole little spiel and I'm talking and I just look at this. One of the dudes is this like huge built, long bearded, long haired metal dude. And I'm just like I'm looking at him and I'm just like, and I start doing the deconstruction, you know, like to remove the beard, <laughs> cut the hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that whole thing and I'm like, and then the other guy's like, ah, oh, cool, man. Let me go get a drink. He, he leaves to go get a drink and I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And he probably he, has the same look on his face. He just starts smiling. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Mike, Mike? <laughs> Is that you? 
fucking Mike? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, did you know the whole time? He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, he forgets so many things. I'm surprised, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, you just let me go on like an asshole for 10 minutes? <laughs> and he is fucking, I'm like, what? I'm like. Were you going to tell me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, you know, my sister's in the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. You, Christina's your What? Yeah. I looked like somebody who had suffered some sort of. <laughs> like brain damage in a car accident like how did i not piece this together right well it's not expected but i completely what are the odds of me independently 10 years apart befriending him and you Mm -hmm. right in the city of completely independent right i mean that's just the odds of that are really really slim right uh and i was like then it was really weird because I'm like, I know so much about your brother, well, at least from this phase of yeah. his life. And, and Christina just like, you know, just, just smiled. She's like, mm, yes, my brother. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> when I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favorite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons for the chapter plays. Cliffhangers. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them serials. I'm not stupid, you know. Anyway, my favorite was Rocket Man. And once it was a no-breaks chapter. And the bad guys stuck him in a car on a mountain road, knocked him out, and welded the door shut, and tore out the brakes, and started him to his death. And he woke up and tried to steer and tried to get out, but the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned, and I was so upset and excited. And the next week, you better believe I was first in line. And they always start with the end of the last week. And there was Rocket Man, trying to get out. And here comes the cliff. And just before the car went off the cliff, he jumped free, and all the kids cheered. But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting, This isn't what happened last week! Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us! This isn't fair! He didn't get out of the cock-a-dooty car! What about you, Richard? Any, uh, any high school uh, theater in your... Uh, no. You've never attempted it? No. I'm shocked. <laughs> never even... Wanted to. <laughs> no, no desire. No desire to uh, to shine. Nope. That's not uh, that's not appealing to introverts. <laughs> I guess it isn't, right? <laughs> no. But when you're not really small, that you get kind of pushed into it sometimes, right? I was in the band. Oh right, cool. yeah, saxophone. Yeah. Saxophone. Mm, yeah. I played trumpet. Oh nice. In high school, mm. loved it. Do you still play? I wish. Yeah. It was good. They're actually kind of pricey. I was using one from school. So. Yeah, wind instruments, string instruments, everything. All the instruments, the classical instruments, are pretty, pretty mm-hmm. pricey. Unless you have a flute, it's probably not that bad. Well, you don't mean like a flute. Not a recorder. I'm talking about yeah, like a flute. Like That's a, expensive. Are they? Oh yeah. 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 None of that is cheap. Maybe it's, it's cheaper, but especially now, like probably not a lot of people still make them, or there's a very specific set of manufacturers for that because the flute isn't like not everybody's playing the flute right I, I remember when we had to choose our instruments when I tried the flute I thought I was going to pass out oh like, yeah <laughs> 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 okay this is not going to work out yeah wind instruments definitely are not for everyone or yeah the, the oboe with that like super That's thin one of the reed. hardest ones to play apparently yeah. yeah every time you see somebody like you think they're going to have an aneurysm yeah like, you think like like a bubble's going to form on their forehead because <laughs> they're pop. like blowing so hard the trumpet too yeah, the trumpet, trumpet or too, the. Yeah. Um, but you you get used to it. Trombone. I, I love playing the trumpet. It was so much fun. I, it would hurt my cheeks. I tried it, but it would, I get these like. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to make this funny face. Like, 
Yeah. I can never make the sound. Pucker, I could you never have to do pucker the, the lips. lips. Yeah, I have yeah. to really pucker your lips. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. funny. I would never, I couldn't do it because I, I think when I was in that choose your instrument phase of my life, I saw someone empty out a yeah. trombone. Yeah. Uh, the Nasty. spit valve. The spit yeah. valve. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. That's not for me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play the saxophone to be like Lisa Simpson. But I tried course. playing a, a saxophone. <laughs> of it's course, super they hard. took it. A, a, someone took yeah. it before. Yeah, no, it's that takes lungs easy. too, right? Like you get a. Yeah, all of those. Yeah, I, I got the tenor saxophone mainly because I was strong enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like grade seven, that was sort of a it's thing. A beast. Yeah, they would sort people out by physical strength, and they'd yeah. give like the, <laughs> the, the bigger instruments to the people who could carry. That makes sense. Which makes no, well, it doesn't really make any sense because I was like I was a super small dude. Okay, yeah. but you I was just, like one of the youngest in the class. I was like a super late bloomer and stuff. But you somehow had the. I was able to carry it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, sold. You're doing that. Yeah, piano was probably what I liked the most. Piano. I went to musical school, so there was oh. piano. There was um, opportunity to play anything, and he had to sing. Mm. But piano, you could just sort of figure things out. On but it. you can't bring it home. This like we, you wheel at home, but you can have or you one get a at home. keyboard. Yeah, you can have a keyboard at home. Yeah. Get a Casio. I still have my first keyboard ever. Oh yeah, yeah. And I used to play the keyboard a little bit. My, my I remember kids, I could yeah. do the Star Trek: The Next Generation theme song. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's not an easy. Uh, yeah, no, I had a fair bit of musical training, but I just it never took in terms of... I think it's because the school was so... The, the choir master was such an asshole that it kind of made me just not want to do it because I thought I'd have to be around people like him. Yeah, I have a similar experience with my basket, basket, yeah, basketball coach in high school. Okay. I was pretty much recruited because I was tall mm-hmm. and they needed people. And, of course, we had basic basketball classes in um, phys ed, right? But the guy expected me to like I never I, I never sat down at home and watched the basketball game, you know? Like I never Oh, he went mental on you like you like he, uh, gonna, he expected me to, gonna turn to you be a star, you know? To I was like Because uh, the other girls had been doing it for a long time, so he expected me to I'm like, I play volleyball. This is what I do. This is not what? So I had a bit of a shit experience with that, but uh, whatever. That'll ruin it, right? That's yeah, a, I was like, it's supposed to be fun. It's such a shame. Yeah, I feel like I got a raw deal with math teachers too because I always thought I sucked at math, and I wonder if I actually suck at math or mm. have I just taken that as a given because I had a weird. I mean, let's face it: your average math teacher, at least in when I was a kid, were always weird because someone mm. is good at math generally is not amazing at communication. I know that's a stereotype, but certainly the math teachers that I got were those straight laced. Oh, Uber introverted really? weirdos that didn't understand um, if you strayed from the path, right? Mm-hmm. You had to like regurgitate the, the material, I, the formulas. Otherwise, no points for. No, that's just getting, bad yeah. teaching skills. I just got ba- bad. <laughs> I just I just had bad luck, I guess. Yeah, and that is, I had the most. I had really amazing, two really amazing math teachers. They were they were really good at what like at the knowledge of mathematics mm-hmm. and they were human beings oh yeah they were amazing like oh. the one uh, my last one she 
would take time for her from her lunch break to help us with stuff we didn't understand. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like she was amazing. She's passionate about it. Yeah, really passionate. So when uh, when did you like? So you did theater in, in school. Mm-hmm. Did you pursue it after high school? Did you start going into like drama? Yeah, as soon as I, like when it was time to choose a college and you know what we wanted to do, everyone applied to a bunch of stuff. I only applied to uh, Dawson and John Abbott for the theater program, and I got into both, but I decided to go <laughs> at Dawson because I, I went inside to go to I Dawson. I did the same sense. thing. I went to, but I went to Abbott for a week. Oh, yeah, it's too far. And, and, I was like, and okay. it was like 20 minutes away from my place, Dawson, yeah. right? So um, there was a bar, it was great. <laughs> yeah but yeah i didn't apply for anything else that's that's what i wanted to do that's what i was waiting for with that impatiently you know yeah so yeah i went directly fresh out of high school and you had a ball i'm guessing in the drama program i did it was really hard at first though because remember i told you i was learning english so the thing is i thought i was pretty good because i was in the francophone school right. and i was all things considered but then i went to college and like my first class at 8 a.m was english and i was like oh okay already you're like dealing with college and okay i thought it was good in english nice and i thought yeah yeah i suck i was like i have an accent at the time it was much thicker and uh i'm like what did you have like, a, like the classic natasha well, this accent of? i did not speak like this did you t- <laughs> <laughs> but no i had a, i had a mixed accent because of French, not so much Bulgarian, I don't find, but because of my French background too, and because of the neighborhood I grew up in, yeah. we we're a bunch of immigrants, and we just affected each other. You language. had to go to school in French because of the and law. And I had to go to school right. in French, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a, uh, it was not so easy at first. And like, just to give an example, my first day started at eight a.m. without English class. Then my first break was at. 2.30, I had classes until then, 2.30 p.m., half hour break at 3, I started again with a three-hour acting brutal. class, so until 6, I, that, that was that was, that was was my first day. Every day, all day. I was like, already, it's difficult. It was worth it, though. You know what? It gives you thicker skin, gives you character, do it. I'm really happy with it. I loved it. I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, but yeah, I hit a wall, man. I was like, oof. Yeah. It was a wake-up call. Yeah, because it's already like theater is uh, the theater program there is um is um it's like it's a three-year program. It's not a two-year program, so it's like CEGEP and university. You know, okay, it's, it's equivalent like an to that. It's experience. a it's a professional diploma you get. Uh, so it's not a stepping stone. You can like I just graduated from that, and it's valid. My diploma is valid good to go. on its own. You know, so. It was very, you couldn't choose your schedule. It was a set schedule and that was it. If you wanted to pass a program, you had to do it like this. So everything was super dense and it was in English <laughs> for me. Oh, and uh, two or three of my teachers had accents that I couldn't really understand. They were slurring their words and I was like, okay, I'm not that advanced in English yet. You need to yeah. enunciate more, okay, you know? So it had to be pretty rough. Yeah, it was pretty did you, rough. Did you do this along? Did you have like a posse or were you all uh, on no, your own? No, I was alone. I didn't know anyone. Okay. But I made friends pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. drama is sort of conducive to friendships and yeah, stuff. I have, I have one of my best friends. She lives in Toronto now, but we became friends in, in Sejap and we're still super close. Like she's for life one of my best friends now, you know, for sure. I mean, you met through art. Uh, in my experience, for the actors I've talked to, there's gener- 
I hate to say there's two types of two categories, but the two categories, the broad ones that I've seen, you have your actors that are um, they take workshops, they study the masters, they read, they do all this like kind of science, almost scientific approach to acting, and then there's those who like just they'll take classes and do things like that, but it's kind of in them already, and they're just tweaking something that's just coming to them naturally. What, would you ascribe to either of those or would you say you're none of those? Mm, well, I, I think that when I was in school, we went through the first type you were saying because we were learning everything. We didn't yeah. know anything. So we had to you're read and study or... and, you know, but I think that this is like your startup kit to me anyway. I don't, I don't like, I learn my lines. I study the subject or whatever I'm, I'm in, you know, obviously, but it, I, I let instinct take over too. It's also, I've been doing it for 10 years. At some point, you kind of get it. Yeah, you, know? you, you so, get what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, are you like, do you do you consume um, fire? No. Do you watch like in the actor studio and then like take up any workshop when a when I, a, I, I actor You know what actually in? I'm due for a workshop? I love just... I love if there's some if it's something that I haven't already studied or, or looked into. I like that. It's nice to brush things up. But honestly, we were talking during the break. Um, I work at uh, the Miguel Medical Simulation Center. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell us about that. And that's like an ongoing workshop all the time. Basically, I they need actors to pretend that they're patients for the medical students to practice. I've been doing it for ten years since I graduated. Right. I've been doing this and. It's like an ongoing paid workshop. It's amazing because... It really is. Well, you have real people in front of you and it's their exams and your job is... Like, your performance affects their life, basically. Because sometimes it's just a practice. A lot of time it's just practice, so that's great. But sometimes it's exams. And okay, if so you don't do you, a good job... <clears throat> you're, yeah, this is... You're, you're based, do you feel any responsibility? <laughs> like, if I don't do this properly... I might put an incompetent doctor out there. Yeah, of course. I feel the responsibility, but it doesn't scare me anymore because I've been doing it for so long and I yeah. feel very confident. I, I know how to do this, you know. So there are certain scenarios that are a little scarier than others. Yeah, can you paint us the picture here? Because, I mean, I can intellectually figure out what you're saying, but mm -hmm. this seems so odd to me. Like, so this is a teaching hospital? Mm -hmm. no, it's they a give center. You the they well, give you the symptoms without the disease they don't say like you have no they, they, they give me lymphoma. everything i know everything. oh so you know what the, they don't know the correct diagnosis yeah exactly is. yeah okay um it, it's a little i work at different places the one that i work most of um most at is uh mcgill but i also work at saint justine uh university mm -hmm. Moya, there's a bunch of them anyway um and yeah basically that one is a simulation center sometimes it's at the hospital but Again, the simulation part of the hospital. They send you, um, they send you uh, a script. Literally, is it you written like a it? script? No, it's not written like, okay. like a script. And it's they give you the guidelines, so you get to improvise everything else. Improvise. They tell you, okay, we want you to get in the conversation. We want you to mention this, this, and this. We want you to do this. If this was, if they go in that direction, react like this. In this direction, react like that. Um, Those are the most specific directions I've ever heard for an actor in my life. Like that's gonna be super, super valuable for you as a train train. Uh, yeah, tool. no, it's it's really cool, and but it gives you loose to improvise because how you're gonna get to those points is up to you, and you have to feel the vibe between you and that person. Okay, you know, it can't just be like. <laughs> 
right? No. Like in the bed. Oh like man, you, you I've had to, to play some pretty intense scenarios. Can like, you give us some some anecdotes? I've like? actually signed contracts, so I can't really mention any scenarios. Oh okay. But oh. Uh, yeah, oh, like I super guess that, confidential. Reason, I re- yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's super confidential, but um, when we do psychiatry, we have you uh, had to die. Have I had to die? I've had to give birth more times than I like to, give to birth. admit. Oh yeah. Okay. I've been pregnant <laughs> many times <laughs> and actually giving, actively giving birth. Too. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I've had mental problems. Have I had to die? I've almost died. Yeah. Okay. Or you're like not doing well, and then they lose you, and you're like, oh, and then so we have to. Help I, you I out. can't stop picturing like every episode of House yeah. when they have a guest star, <laughs> and it was always the same sort of framework where they'd be like everything would quiet down the music would quiet <laughs> down and then they just like exorcist right they just like start spewing blood and beep 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 beep, yeah. beep, beep, beep and it was beep. always the same diagnosis with house it was amyloidosis yeah, <laughs> yeah. every time but Pitu- was... the pituitary gland <laughs> and, bro- and uh, broad spectrum antibiotics <laughs> yeah like a motherfucker yeah. <laughs> you're right it was amyloid what is it amyloidosis amyloidosis yeah it was that is but he just repeated it so many times <laughs> it was a pituitary gland too a lot of times pituitary mm. gland and then they would do a biopsy. He just he would just have everybody biopsy to to yeah. like <laughs> into the center of the earth. Yeah. Uh, and in real life, everything he did would have cost like a three million dollars. dollars. Yeah, hmm. for sure. It's really interesting, though. I've learned a lot working there mm-hmm. about the medical field. The medical yeah, I system. guess you would. You would have. Does it yeah. fuck with you when you're actually sick? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's amyloidosis. I can feel it. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I I barely get sick. Knock on wood. Okay, knock on wood. I'm not. I'm not a very worried person in general. It's really right. funny because Albert, my boyfriend, Albert, he his parents are both doctors, so he knows a lot about that too. But he's a person who worries a lot, so okay. I'm constantly like trying to calm him down because he knows. And he's like, huh. he's like, you have a little bit of knowledge sometimes. You know, you can calm me down. It's okay, right? Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is okay. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you grew up. Uh, they're they're uh, like uh, general practitioners or. What? His dad is a pediatrician. His mom uh, trained as a gynecologist, but um, emergency gynecology, okay. like intense. Well, uh, that's the most frightening thing. I've yeah, ever but right now. Um, it's like an emergency proctologist. You're like, yeah, sure. I know that happens, but I don't oh, think yeah, about that's it. It's <laughs> really intense. Uh, but right now, she does humanitarian work around okay. the world. Um, but that's interesting. Very. So you're in these scenarios, mm. and um, is it like a nine to five thing? Like you come in and you do this nope, for a whole not day? At all. It's different every time. The other day, I went in for two hours and didn't even stay the full two hours. It was a dry run, what we call a dry run, which is basically you've had you've read your scenario, they sent it to you. Any questions you have, you meet with the with the professor who came up with it, you know, uh, or the person in charge of that program. And there's there's physiotherapy, there's occupational therapy, there's psychiatry, like I was saying. There's uh, you know just physicianship. There's so many different this is programs. Literally, a, an acting clinic. Literally. Yeah. No, an it's amazing. Clinic. So you go in and like we're sitting around the table. I take my notes and I ask them, okay, what do you want? If the person reacts to this, whatever is missing in the scenario, you know, we discuss it. How do you want it? Uh, if it's um, physiotherapy or something, they have to tell you, okay, if they move it like this, this hurts, but that doesn't hurt. If they do, you know, like it's super it's, precise. Yeah. Well, like I said, th- this sounds like if I'm looking at this as a regular script or movie, this is the most 
directed that you have ever been right but at the same time you're not because yes you are but how you're gonna get there they leave you the freedom they, yeah, they leave you the freedom yeah that, that's pretty cool and have the doctors ever like or the professors been like christina that was that was amazing do you not, get like uh, not to brag but do you yeah. get reviews <laughs> standing oh, ovations yeah. well i've made people cry really yeah like students or professors professors and really? students yeah they cry mm. but they know it's a simulation right yeah but you know what you don't want to look at it that way because especially when you're the student you really, you really need to take it seriously because if you don't take it seriously it looks stupid and your grades depend on that so right. you have to take it but seriously. the fact that they cry is amazing because that's like they know they're going into a simulation mm-hmm they know that this isn't any there aren't this isn't any real danger here mm-hmm. apart from you know your grades and you 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 took them there you took them that that far that's what i'm telling you it's the best workshop anyone could ask they're for like choking i've up. learned so much like about medical field and all that yes but about myself as an actor as well um they should have this kind of clinic for like every major all of the classic you know arc archetypes that you would keep coming up in movies you know like a police clinic a lawyer clinic they know? well yeah they there there are other simulation uh, centers also there's one for the border patrol uh okay people yeah they have it's in Rigo. Oh, right. it's kind of yeah, simulating uh how to pick up on weird behavior exactly and, i've oh, never done it myself but it's kind of far that's why but yeah it's really interesting there's also for police officers in nicole they have that oh, okay. i've never done that either but you would have been an amazing border guard by the way richard i just realized this <laughs> i just had an image of you in that why you would have been amazing. Why? You look like you you look like a guy that would be at the border <laughs> with the vest and be like really really polite because you've mm. always known how to you're a crazy whisperer. We've established this. That's true. And you always you're, you've you got that citrus with you today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you're one of those guys that's like so calm and you you so like with the radio voice, right? That um, whoever's hiding something would just fall apart in front of you <laughs> and you wouldn't have to raise your voice or act menacing. Oh. No, you just bring out the dad voice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Your mother and I are really disappointed in you. <laughs> you brought this citrus across the border. You wouldn't be, uh, you wouldn't be carrying anything You'd illegal now, would you, Christina? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you ask? You'd be surprised that you don't even need to use words sometimes. Oh, yeah. Silence. Yeah, and an evil look. <laughs> Silence is powerful. The look of disappointment is also very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> As a person who has trouble remaining silent, uh, the t- couple of times I've been able to pull it off, with like parenting especially, mm. way more effective mm-hmm. than like, why did you do that? Instead, just be shake your head and not say anything. Uh, it does get people really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this acting clinic thing. How did you even find this? gig a friend of mine told me about it when it opened it opened right after my graduation and uh, i signed up and they needed a lot of actors so we all went in and my first day my first program was so intense it was physiotherapy and it was one of those like you fell and hurt this part of yourself whatever of your body three days ago or like three weeks ago, but within the same scenario, within the 10 minutes that we have, they have to treat it as if right away this year, but after you fall, then magically a week has passed. But that means that for you, it hurts differently every time. So you have to remember, okay, at the beginning, I need to say this, I need to give away this much. Then 
after a week it needs to be like that and then uh three days later it needs you know it was so intense it was That's one of those wild. like with three segments and i was like ah that was my first day i was so stressed was like, this is like one of those films again. where an actor will play four people in the movie mm-hmm. but not comedically like will seriously you know like a peter sellers or a, a tom hardy kind mm-hmm. of situation yeah you're like okay give me 10 minutes so i can figure out what um four days later it was for this injury mm-hmm. like type of thing Mm-hmm. Do the time machine thing. Yeah, it's fascinating. You walk out and walk right back in. Exactly. So yeah. when did you start messing with film? Um. Well, and hmm. I actually shot my first uh, short movie um, before I graduated, and that I was love the way you said short movie. You say it like I do, and like most filmmakers do. It sounds like an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I made a short film. But that was pretty cool. It Actually, like Amber. An it sounds like it's like a student film or it sounds like porn. Actually, Amber was in that uh, Amber was in that Amber film Gold, too. Shout out yeah. to Amber Goldfarb. Yeah, we didn't get to do a scene together, but it was fascinating. It was again for Miguel somehow I'm always around Miguel. But they have um, a department that's um, for people with gambling problems. They they you know study the psychology behind it and the addiction and all that yeah they have a whole department for that specific center yeah and we did uh we did a film that they play in in centers for youth with gambling problems and such and we each had a role that had a problem with in her case mine was i had gambling problems hers her boyfriend had gambling problems and uh, we did in french and english and it's so funny because one day i was doing extra work and i'm just sitting with a bunch of other people i was like maybe three years later or something and a woman looks at me and she's like excuse me, are you Christina Sandev? And I was like, well, uh, yes. I did not think that I was at that part of my career just yet, but yes, it did is. Did you flip I. your hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, Who's I was asking? Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, it's me. Oh, she the goes, paparazzi. Oh, I can sign an autograph later, please. Um, and I'm just she trying goes, to live my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put my sunglasses on. But... Um, she was like, actually, I, I know you because I work in a, in a center for youth with gambling problems and I've watched your film 50,000 times. I know all your lines to a point where I can't stand anymore. But good job. It's working on people. I was like, oh, like awesome. You could have uh, stopped that. I've seen, I've watched it a hundred yeah. times. You could have left out the part where you got sick of seeing my face. Exactly. <laughs> I have nightmares every night <laughs> of you. Christina Sandev. <laughs> and that film yeah exactly that that uh short film apparently i I spoke with um, the the people who made it um apparently it went also all over the world it went viral china and a bunch of places that's really cool that's like having acted in reefer madness right yeah yeah. It's like it was this educational thing, but like they were, they're probably like legend in the 420 community, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Okay. But, uh, well, uh, you know, that's fun. I don't, I wonder what that's like making a, a, a humble film and then it becoming this thing that you're known for years and years later and it never going away. I, don't, I wonder if they still use that film. Probably. It's Listen, like just judging by the biology films that I watched in school mm. and how old they were, they don't rotate that shit out very It'll live forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that, that gave you a taste of the, the cinema. 
No, we had classes uh, in school too. It was mostly theater, mm-hmm. but we had some camera classes and everything. And I love movies. Obviously, I've always a, wanted to. It's do a different that. arena, though. It's right? very different. I love both. There's something magical about theater because it's live performance. But I really like film too. It's what would you say? I, what would you say is the difference? For an well, for one acting wise, when you have theater training, uh, yeah, you need to tone it down. <laughs> right. I'm used to projecting. I'm that used to, sense. you know, people need to see you at the end there, at the, you know, the deep end of the theater. They need to see you. So it's unless it's a small studio, then you need to tone it down too. But it's it's different. It's a that makes different. sense because all of the early black and white films were populated with theater actors, and that's why it was so hokey, right? And over the top, right? Right. Um, but on camera, like one of the things, also I have a pretty loudish voice, so you need to bring that down a bit. But also the acting, you need to tone it down a bit. My eyebrows are low all over the place a lot of times, so I need to calm them down. You have Jim Carrey brows? <laughs> yes. I, I, I used to love Jim Carrey. I had a big crush on him when I was little, so I used to make his faces in front of the mirror. Okay. And when I succeeded, I was very happy. Uh, Jim Carrey would be proud. Uh, <laughs> and so another thing is that, that is very cool is that one little like eye movement, just one little thing, speaks so loud on camera. on camera i don't yeah. i don't you, you get to be as natural as can be and it comes across or not doing anything well less also. is more you know it's true but did, did it freak you out a little bit to not to be have all this kind of a because to me it seems that someone who comes over from an acting background or a, a theater background you know you have like no connection with with the with your audience you don't even know what you're doing sometimes because the shots are out of mm-hmm. sequence um this may or may not be in the film mm-hmm. and all you've got is this cold lens staring at you and a bunch of like dumpy looking dudes with ponytails carrying cables around and just going that was really good <laughs> <laughs> and then some over-the-top director uh and uh, some douchey cinematographer and like it's a strange environment right mm-hmm. did that hit you at all or no. were you just like fuck it i'm, I'm doing this yeah you got it right away. Well, I got it right away. I needed to tone it down. You Whether know? you achieved it, I'm saying mentally you were like, that's fine. No, it's fine because I, I did it right after school. I started doing student films and such as much as I could just to get practice. And you get, it's easier than theater. It's easier. I Less demanding probably. Well, the thing that is not easier is that it's not in a logical sequence. You don't shoot things in a logical sequence, whereas in, and especially for emotional roles, right? Sometimes you'll be like, okay, now cry. Well, I don't have a reason why I should feel bad or cry, you know? Whereas in a play, you naturally get to that point. That helps. So this is almost back to your clinical acting where you're like, okay, now you're happy. Now you're sad. Happy. Happy, sad. Yeah. Melancholy. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It doesn't, but maybe it does. Yeah, I don't know. And everyone's watching, right? I I don't know if I said during the The clinical thing. Yeah, you have people evaluating the students so they can see, but they are also watching your performance. You know, you you have to tweak some things sometimes. But so you're under the magnifying glass. Mm, But um, I I I love uh, acting uh, on film too. I it's different, but I love it. But theater is just. It feeds the soul. I know I sound super cheesy when I say that. No, but no, it's not at all. true. Not at all. It's true. Just like just being on stage. I think I could just stay on stage, just sit there and 
look at the audience and go for it yeah <laughs> totally that should be the title of this episode um yeah i mean <laughs> go for it, yeah. go for it. Oh, <laughs> i just clicked what you're talking about do you God. do you prefer playing away from yourself or uh, or close or both i like both but obviously when it's away from yourself it's more challenging it's a new thing you know a bit more work but you're discovering something new and you what's the most away thing you've played apart from of course a big flirtatious man with mm-hmm. suspenders <laughs> <laughs> it's true um mm, um i played in um suddenly last summer a tennessee uh, williams play tennessee and uh he has really strong characters you know female characters and that was really really interesting for me i got to play someone who was under severe um what was it post tra- traumatic stress pt ptsd 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 yeah um and uh she they wanted to give her a lobotomy because of how she was acting they thought she was crazy because of what she saw but really it's because she was completely traumatized and you know how they are it's it's the, those roles they're very well you know she's from the south and she's very there's you know but she's strong at the same time yeah. and then she's I traumatized declare. yeah well, yeah. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. Um, so that was a real challenge. Another one that was really cool. This war will wreak havoc with my wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern Belle. May I interest you in a mint julep? <laughs> yeah. Another one that was really cool. I uh, I played a horse in Equus. I was part of the uh, Equus chorus. Yeah. Oh, was that Normally the one with uh, Carl Whirlman? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you watch uh, it? No, oh. I didn't get the chance to see yeah. it. But Carl was in my second year film, uh, high, um, film school film. Yeah. I met Carl, yeah. and um, even though he's moved to uh, Toronto onto greener pastures and stuff, like we became instant best friends. Funny thing about Carl, I run into him randomly. Like really? I was going to Toronto or back once. I was going, then I was coming back on the train. I ran into him on the bus. I ran into him. I was like, well, this, "This is so this, weird. This on, is yeah. so random. We don't speak the whole yeah. time, and then we just." I, I freaking love Carl. Big yeah, shout really out to cool. Carl. Really cool. He was the probably the first time I ever felt like I was making a film, and then I had an I had my actor. You yeah. know. He's really fun to work with too. He's not someone who stresses you out or anything, you know. No, he's so really cool guy. Yeah. He's so, so cool. I mm. like that guy. I love that dude. Uh, and I know he got married not too long ago. So he did. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, congratulations, buddy, and uh, I hope yeah, you make congrats. it huge because he's a talent. He's a real talent. Because yeah. yeah, he he, is. he does a lot of goofy stuff. He likes goofy comedy, and I he came in for a dead serious role and he fucking nailed it. Mm. And I much rather have. I realized after that that somebody who does comedy can do almost anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, who, I don't know. Am I wrong about that? No, you're mm-hmm. not. Right, because it's to- it's a totally thankless. Yeah. Um, no, because I mean, think about it. Anyone can relate to sadness, right? right. Or something serious. Mostly, making someone sad, making them feel sad emotion is not out of this world i mean yes it's, it's super touching when it's well done and it's fantastic but everyone can relate to it but yeah all those humor, oscar movies yeah someone's handicapped or whatever right but humor you have to have really good comedic timing you it takes more you know to people are not audiences are not always that easy you know i want one of my friends is stand-up comic and you see it sometimes it's like some nights it's just who is he gino durante oh i don't i don't know him 
You don't know him? No. He's amazing. You should see him at the comedy nest. He's Gino. Oh, wait. Yes, I think we did see him. He Has he just moved away? No. No, that's not the no, same No, that's not the same, same dude? Okay. Anyway, no. I guess yeah. I'll run into him maybe. Yeah, no. It's uh, Sometimes uh, people just don't catch the humor, you know? Yeah. But I mean, Which I guess it's like, like that oh. in theater too, right? You're yeah. like dancing your little heart out. And yeah. People are just like yawning. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Um Sometimes it's just a quiet audience. They they're enjoying it a lot, but it's that's the thing. The energy is always different, and that's the most amazing thing. Every night it's a different. Every night. Yeah, we were talking about that. We had uh, John Sangadard on. We had uh, Habib. Uh, Habib, yeah, as well. We we talked about how the audience, each audience has its own personality. Yeah. And sometimes they'll all kind of they'll t- like telepathically kind of communicate with each other to say like okay we're only gonna laugh this much yeah you yeah know? like yeah everyone's kind of has their own thing going on too and but it doesn't always mean thing. it doesn't always mean that they're not enjoying it they some audiences are just vocal. quiet but right. they're there with you the whole time right yeah others are super reactive and it's yeah it's really cool yeah i heard a com- comedian talk about that today um i forget his name uh, uh jonathan kite i think he's on uh two broke girls i think he's like the, the 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 third character like he's the male character on the sitcom you heard um, an interview with him yes oh. he was on a podcast and <clears throat> he was saying how he does impressions he does a lot of them and good ones uh he he nails like trump uh obama he can do a bunch but he d- tries to not do it in a hokey kind of way right mm. and uh he was saying how he did this dead on and he even did it impression of uh Uh, Rush Limbaugh, who, if you know Rush Limbaugh, he's the original blowhard, uh, psycho Republican radio host mm-hmm. that has like a bajillion followers and mm-hmm. he just spouts hate and fucking nonsense. Obama's an alien. Like he'll oh just God. anything. He's like a, a talk, a vomitory of, mm. of like if you created a clone and you put like gelatin and chicken wings and inquirer magazines into a vat like that's what would come out this disgusting human being and he's like he does the impression and he's like when i'm in the east coast when i'm in the blue states people are in stitches they're freaking crying they can't get enough of rush limbaugh but he's like the second i step over a certain line Mm-mm. right and sometimes i'm in a i think i'm in a blue state And I'll be in this one town that because that that's how America not, is. Yeah. There'll be these towns within towns where it's all over to the other end mm-hmm. of the spectrum. And people, he's like, it'll be like corpse like people are <laughs> shockingly silent. Just, he's like, I'm just getting these judgy looks. <laughs> and I realize, oh my God, I'm in limba country. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it must be very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Film is uh, is a whole other thing. So you've been on some TV shows, I'm guessing. You've been on. You've done some TV a shows. A little bit, yeah. Do you like TV versus film? Do you have a uh, favorite well, environment? Yeah, I haven't done that much TV, uh, but TV moves faster than film. You don't have as many chances to, depending on the production, of course. But it's more, you know, it's more of a nine to five in comparison. Mm-hmm which is the big word here that I use. It's a, it's not exactly nine to five, but sure, sure. you know, it's especially in studio and stuff. Yeah. There it's more structured. It's not like, Oh, we'll, we'll finish whenever we finish. It's like, okay, you need to get it right. Yeah. More like a nine to nine, but um, yeah, it's more, you don't have as much budget. You don't have as much loose 
you know and so. you gotta move move yeah. move, move yeah it's a uh, it's it's crazy mm. the what these showrunners are able to pump out these seasons in under a year i know i don't it's know like, how the fuck they do when it. when do you have the, the time to practice how? shoot uh you know edit how are they getting these seasons of game of thrones out so fast you know it's crazy like it just do the actors not physically leave <laughs> when <Money>. they're done <laughs> Money, yeah, money, oodles of money at this yeah. point. Well, they, are, they they struggled yeah. a bit at the beginning. That's true, but now they were pumping them out faster when they were less popular. Yeah, because there was less special effects. I guess, yeah, probably that's true. there yeah. was, was more human drama. Yeah, uh, less uh, dragons in the bay and such. Right, exactly. Right, mm. right. That makes <laughs> sense. So, do you want to go all the way, Christina? Like, do you want to? You want uh, to do the... Em- Why are Shut you asking up. me, Jason? I, meant- I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> All right. I was hoping to get through this without cutting... We're any- clearly any- not mature people. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go all the way with your acting career? Absolutely. Are you, do you want the Oscars, the Emmys, that, that whole shebang? Hey, man, I won't say no. Yeah? Bring it on. Okay. No, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm asking because... Like musicians, any artists, like you have people who are like, I just want to make a comfortable living. I don't care if I have food. No, I'm hungry. You want it? I'm hungry and thirsty. Okay. I'm going for it. And uh, what how, what would you say is the state of of film and movies and opportunities in terms of for, for, for women? Is it, is it, have you ever felt any resistance? Have you ever been felt a little, because it's, it's a bit of a boys club still. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right? What sucks is that there's, there are more actresses and there are actors, but there are also, yeah, fewer roles for women than there are for men. So it's a little bit shittier, yeah. Do you get typecast? I don't find that I do. No. When I look at my resume, I like to say it's that... It's pretty varied. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain, like, there's certain roles that I'll get cast for, yes, but it's not always the same role. Yeah. And I don't want it to be that. Yeah. Uh, You're not so boring. backup dancer number four every time. No, no. And I want, I want a challenge. I, I, I want to do something different. I, I get bored otherwise. What would be something like you would, a role that may have been out there, like in a movie recently or something, that you're like, fuck, I would have wanted to play that role? Like BB 8 or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with the obvious ones here. Um, um, BB 8 or. Um, um, what else? What else? Precious. <laughs> I'm just. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, actually, Batman. it's uh, yeah. No, Jessica Jones was pretty cool. You know what? Mm. It's so funny. You should say yeah, that. I could totally see you doing yeah? Jessica Jones. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Albert told me the same thing. Like, and you'd be less. You'd be less. Um, I forget the actress's name, but she wasn't very likable. No, but I don't know if that was the direction that she got. Well, it's like, I think she was supposed to be, you know, a little bit off-putting, but in that right way. Mm-hmm. She did a great job, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you would have fucking killed that. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of like the, yeah, because she was messed up, but she was also strong. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Jessica Jones, that was really good. So are you watching those uh, shows, the Netflix ones? Yeah, I finished them. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you're a bit of a geek. A little bit. Would I wouldn't say. say I'm all the way geek, but definitely I like geeky yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, Al is certainly, you know, fully uh, in. He right? is a full-on geek. He knows way more than I yeah. do. He has a whole comic book collection yeah. and, and all We're that. We're going to have Al on. Yeah. yeah. I, what, I had like a handful of conversations with him when we went to film school together, but we didn't really go to film school together. We didn't have any classes together. I just meet him outside. He was like a character in, my, <laughs> in that part of my life. 
he was <laughs> like this ubiquitous all this leather jacket smooth looking <laughs> dude with his hair like kind of swept back and a cigarette <laughs> and a cigarette always standing in the same spot and you know you're like al was just always there <laughs> and then at some point i realized we had a friend in common um and shout out to nathan yeah and which then, is by the way that's how they met too having smoked having smoked yeah, yeah. yeah you met a bunch of people like that yeah no i mean hey c-cigarettes can't be good for you yeah. um <laughs> but uh, i think on our third or fourth conversation which al didn't really know me enough or well enough to trust me with this but he just like sat down and he told me about this huge adventure he had um where he tr- tried to create the gotham show before the gotham show existed ah yes and yes. i when he when, when he comes on you'll i'll definitely have yeah him definitely talk about that one that's a good but one. i was like okay this guy is not fucking around no he is not and he, he really came isn't. to pick me up too yeah because we had to talk about something at one point and he showed up with this mercedes yeah, yeah. Does he still have that okay. Mercedes? No, he got a new one. He got a new yeah. one. When he showed up with that Mercedes, That's it was... his baby, by the way. It's still in his parents' garage. He loves it. It's just collecting dust, but it's never leaving. It's a because classic. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I had never been in a in a Mercedes in my life. I think before then, <laughs> and I remember he stopped to pick me up on the street, and I, I felt like I was had to lie down on the floor and roll into the car because <laughs> it's such an aerodynamic <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Literally, it felt like I was you know reclining in a rec- like a dentist mm-hmm. chair. <laughs> But uh, nothing but good memories. Anyways, mm. shout out to Al, and we'll definitely mm-hmm. have him on. So, what's next for you? What are you? What What are you? You have your eyes on something? Mm, yes, I am working on a project uh, with my friend Mark. I don't know if you know Mark Krupa. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, Bjorn. of course he was there. Yeah, uh, we're working on big um, shout out to Mark. Definitely yeah, going to have definitely. him on his show. Oh, yeah, you want him on here? He's he's I awesome. Ca- I call him to. the knight errant. <laughs> he's the knight errant of, of filmmaking. And uh, yeah. we'll explain that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he works in therapy, uh, drama therapy, and his teacher wants to make a movie on trauma. And so I'm helping with the casting for, for that. Is he directing that? or? I don't remember if he's directing it. Yeah. They're doing, um, he's writing the script because they're doing a documentary and a feature. Mm-hmm. So he's writing the feature. Okay. Uh, I don't remember if he's directing it. So I'm, I'm trying to not make it obvious that I want in on this project. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. So who's directing him? Hmm, Fast child. Interesting. Well, oh. definitely talk to him no. then. But uh, no, Mark, I just got up to him the other day and uh, I love that guy. He's yeah, he's awesome. I've I worked just, a lot with him. He's given me a lot of opportunities. He's, he's such a... He's kind of my mentor, actually. Yeah. He's such a like uh, like enthusiastic guy. And this is we're talking about an actor here uh, who's been in the game for a while now. And, uh, oh yeah, he's been in everything. Yeah, he's been in freaking every, <laughs> everything. Everything in, in French and English. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. So you're working on a project there. Would do you want to make film? Have you ever had the interest in? Yeah, no. Making your own? I, I would like to. Uh, yeah, the more and more like I, with Albert, right? Al- Albert's giving uh, you kind of a behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, I'm like learning more about producing and all that. And I'm really liking it. And I've done casting a few times. I like that quite a bit too, you know, like behind the scenes stuff. But yeah. like a project of mine, definitely I would like to at some point. I don't feel like I'm ready for that yet, but I would definitely want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it takes a very specific set of skills to be a producer and to actually enjoy it. Mm. Honestly, Al is the only guy I've met, I think, 
one or two, one of the two or three people I've met where I'm like, yeah, you're in the right. This is your thing. Yeah, he definitely is in the right field. I, I he loves it. He could act too, though. If you oh yeah, to. oh yeah, he's learning he a few tricks too. from me too. <laughs> he's such a character, but um, uh, yeah, producing is uh, is a hell of a bag, man. Mm. It's a hell of a thing. You it's really, a twenty four hour job. Yeah, and I also uh, realize I know too many directors, and that and that's that's not good. <laughs> we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Great. Well, listen, this is really this has been great. Well, thank you, have, you so much for having me. Did you have me a good time? I had a great time. Thank you very cool. much. Cool. Um, where can we um, check out some of your work if if someone was like, that was a really good podcast. I really like Christina. Uh, I want to see some of her work. Where 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 could they find it? What? Well, I'm not on a show right now or anything, but you can check out my IMDb page. Okay. I have a bunch of stuff on there. Do you have some stuff on You could YouTube? go to medical school. <laughs> you could go to medical school. Yeah, come watch me. Good Stay in school, yeah. school, kids. Stay exactly. School kids. Um, is it a, a bit harder and a bit a longer road? Yes, but we promise you it's worth it. Go yeah, exactly. Everybody go to medical school. I sound like, <laughs> I sound like Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Everybody go to care right now and go to medical school. Okay. Uh, some stuff on YouTube? Um I don't remember if we put um, and Fast and Fashion is the first film first film I worked on with um, with Mark I don't remember if it's on Vimeo or on YouTube but it's called in Faustian Fashion in Faustian Fashion yeah. like Faust Faust uh, exactly yeah, okay. yeah. in Faustian Fashion which yeah. became um, um, Echelon Echelon yeah which is a work in progress still <laughs> yes of course yeah. yeah no I was cool I was cool to be part of that um, as a fundraiser of all things That was mm -hmm. kind of an interesting experience for me, just to raise funds for a project. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, you're welcome back anytime. With pleasure. Absolutely. I hope you had fun. I did. Thank you very much for Thanks the opportunity. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, awesome. fire in the hole. Yeah. Fire in the hole. You got to say it too. Fire in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.